Did you know that television studios, radio stations, and live event venues use many types of wireless audio devices to create those productions? Hi, I'm John Paul with ICOM. Today, we're speaking with Ben Thomas from ProAV. Ben has spent his career ensuring that the message is heard. Today, he'll talk with us about radio solutions in professional audio and video environments, how they enhance the communication and overall connectivity. Welcome, Ben. Hey, JP, what's going on? Good to have you on. No, I can't say that. This is your show. This isn't my show. <laughs> Welcome, Ben. Tell us a little about yourself. No, I, I appreciate you you having me on. Uh, I, uh, like I, I you kind of mentioned it a little bit in the intro, but I, I have been in the AV industry for uh, quite some time, starting uh, actually as a volunteer in my church uh, when I was like 10. Um, and being able to work through being an end user in some of those spaces, whether it's live event venues, whether it's broadcast studios, commercial installations, theme parks, amusement parks, things like that. I've had a chance to work kind of all the way through the end user installer side, all the way up to now I get to work uh, with a lot of manufacturers and service providers in the AV world, uh, helping them really kind of tell their own stories. So it's really exciting, uh, to be on with you today. And I appreciate you having me on. Now we're thrilled that you're here and, Anybody who's ever looked at your LinkedIn profile or your uh, your bio knows that you certainly know uh, everything there is to know uh, or is are willing to share about professional audio and professional video um, productions. So we're thrilled that you've been willing to share your time, your talent, and uh, and maybe even some edification for us about the role of wireless equipment in those productions. Can you help us out? I, I'll do my best. That's great. We appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about where in your experiences you've seen uh, wireless ra and radios in particular come in handy for, uh, for the creation of those productions. Yeah, I think even just to kind of level set across the industry too, right? I would say that the best application for radios is for what I'll call critical communication, right? Sometimes you'll see that in a broadcast studio where maybe I've got to get a guest from point A to point B. Other times it might be at a show like Taylor Swift that's at a massive giant you know, stadium where I'm all of my entire crew is on comm. I've got my security on a different band and frequency. I've got a lot of different people communicating all the way down to even some of these commercial installations, right? Where, you know, I'll use the kind of the building that we're in, for example, right? We, we rent space from, from obviously the building manager, uh, but that building manager needs a way to kind of get in touch with us, especially in, in, in emergency applications, uh, things like that. So I, I, I always laugh because um, during, we have fire drills like every six months because we're on like the 53rd floor up here, which is, which, it's a challenge to walk down all those stairs, by the way, I will say that, but they always have their ICOM radios and it's the way that, that, that they help communicate with us. And we've got team leads and stuff who have uh, those radios on site as well. So it's not only from like the entertainment and broadcast world. It also is to, is uh, you know, to the commercial installation and even a lot of that facility side too. So I'm, I'm getting to interact with radios uh, all the time. It's a lot of fun. It, it it really is. It's been it's been a, a life from uh, for myself as well as a hobby for many many years. Um, but I think my you know my own production environments as well as deployments of radio systems. Uh, you and I have talked about this. There's there's some challenges that sometimes creep up on us, 
tell us uh, tell about some tell us about some of the challenges that you've encountered and how you've overcome them. Well, I think especially recently, a, a lot of the challenges that you see in the industry from an installation and kind of AV world, especially when it comes to radios, is historically the uh, the decision making process landed with. Uh, more the access control and facilities and security team. And now, whether it's through technologies like IP and things like that, that responsibility has actually fallen a lot more towards the integrated technology decision makers and the IT folks. So that's that's been the number one thing, especially in the last probably three to four years that I've really seen is that that channel has kind of broken down a little bit. And it's not to the fault of anybody, right? But it's just naturally as technology progresses, there's innovations and challenges. And I think that would be the number one challenge, I would say, right now, especially for folks listening, to try and head off, right? And, and you guys do a great job of this as well. But make sure you're talking to a lot of those different folks along the channel because it's familiar for the security and the the uh, access control folks. But the IT team who has to manage the DSP and all the IP addresses, they don't know the best practices for security and access control and facilities management, but they understand the technology side, right? So it's important. Uh, that those folks come together and it's important that folks like ICOM and, and dealer distributor partners are able to have conversations with those folks ahead of time. When you're, when you're looking at these challenges and you're talking about the different players in the, in, in the different departments and the various managers that all have an opinion, uh, some people want an intercom system, some people want traditional RF, some people want Wi-Fi. Uh, what's, what's the feedback that you see um, when when bringing these different these disparate radio systems or radio types together, are the, are people looking to use a gateway? Are they looking to carry multiple radios with them? Uh, do they want to have one radio that can do various platforms? What kind of uh, conditions are you looking are you seeing in the market? Yeah, I would say the the number one thing that people want with a radio system or just a comp system in general is function, right? And, and they want it to work. They want it to do what they need it to do. But the challenge is when you start talking about that, a lot of times folks may not know because of maybe it's disparaging information or different people, different decision makers, things like that. It may not always be clear what that function is. So you kind of almost have to think on the side of future proofing a little bit, right? Where uh, we'll talk about kind of the IT and the Wi-Fi side where you know, one of the biggest benefits of a system like that might be for remote communication and even, you know, being able to decentralize the way that you, you're communicating, whether that's through a VPN, whether that's through hardwired Ethernet connections instead of uh, maybe a shortwave setup. But that might not always be something that, you know, a facilities manager or a decision maker might be thinking about, right? They, they are saying, hey, we have security officers who need to be able to communicate with each other. When the reality is, and this is where the IT folks can come in as well, we have so many more people outside our traditional purview that we now need to communicate with. Maybe we have a Wi-Fi or, or an IP-based system that connects directly to emergency response or connects directly to uh, facility services. Heaven forbid, another campus, right? If I'm a church, I want to be able to have my Wi-Fi and my IP systems being able to connect to each other, even if I'm 50, 60 miles away. Sure, you could do that with with long throw shortwave and things like that. But being able to totally decentralize your needs uh, is something that 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 collaboration is going to help bring. So I think, you know, when you talk about some of those those communication gaps, uh, you have to really hash out the function of the system, especially for a new build. 
uh, and some of the people and some of the ways that you want to integrate folks into that system. So I would say that, I mean, obviously it's critical uh, to know the function of the system that you want to put in place before you actually make that decision to help install. No, that makes complete sense. Let me ask you, uh, in your experience, is there a need to bridge traditional RF or even Wi-Fi radios into the production side of the uh, of the event, whether it's a concert or uh, say a, a church um, a church service? or even just into the PA system. Have you seen that in your in your experience? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I was on a tour probably about 10 years ago. This is really before a lot of folks were um, really adopting some of these, these IP-based technologies at the time, where we actually had, uh, because of our proximity to the airport, we had a, a signal jam. And it was unintentional. It wasn't nefarious or anything like that, but it, it impacted the way that we had to coordinate our frequencies and, and all that. And, and especially when you talk about going into different states, different countries that have different RF band laws, it becomes very challenging to navigate, especially when you're around airports and in military installations. And you look at the Wi-Fi and the IP side of the world and, and even in the pro audio and touring side of the world as well, they're, they're adapting technologies like Dante, more familiar with IP-based workflows in, in that world as well. Integrating the comm system is the natural next step, right? So whether I have a, a belt pack or whether I'm using my phone, right? There are a lot of great ways to leverage, uh, you know, uh, whether it's an app, whether it's a network-based tool on your phone to actually be part of that communication system without having to have a belt pack or a traditional uh, receiver device. So I love seeing the way that the, these IP systems have evolved, not only from the event side of the world as well, but you talk about the scalability of communications. I mentioned, you know, look at churches or house of worship, being able to communicate from campus to campus, also with emergency responders, things like that. There's a lot, I would say there's a lot more applications from the, the IP and decentralized world uh, just to bring in more folks. Obviously there's, there's kind of your core users on the shortwave radio side, and it's a little bit more I would err on, on more of the mission critical side. I think shortwave radios have a lot more applications, especially when you look at emergency response and disaster relief, recovery, things like that. There's a, a really great market that's carved out there. But if you're talking about non-mission critical applications, it's very hard uh, to not recommend or even see systems that are going into place that are IT uh, and IP enabled. Do you think that when you take those traditional uh, radio broadcast platforms, whether it's a radio or Wi-Fi radio or what, whatever it might be, are they trying to um, pipe directly into, say, the board or you know, the audio board at, at, a, at an event or in a studio, or are they trying to come through a gateway? I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but we've got ICOM radios that are being used, our LTE radios that are being used by a lot of television stations, and they 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 bridge them back into the into the studio in a couple of different ways and i wasn't sure whether you'd had any um thoughts or experiences with with products like that you know it, it really depends right and and that's the cool thing about being a, a part of the av world is that uh, at the end of the day our number one goal is to serve our end users and our and our end customers well right and help them achieve whatever function that they might need you know, and, and a lot of times when you think about the, the commercial ins installation world, especially in the enterprise space, um, there's not quite a, a traditional need for maybe a full robust system of 
you know, I need to run everything through a gateway and distribute the signals and to a thousand different places, right? A lot of times you can um, especially localize a lot of those through traditional systems. But, you know, it's been interesting to see, uh, you talked about kind of the broadcast space as well. You know, I'll, I'll use that example. When, when you talk about remote contribution or, um, you know, being able to have reporters in a lot of different places, historically, the way that that was actually executed was through cell phones, was through landlines, was through even in some ways satellite communications. And I, it's one of the places that I love to see kind of the radio com world uh, come into play and help support, right? So I have seen it pretty regularly, especially in a lot of down here in Dallas and a lot of these bigger installations where folks will, will build into their systems a really robust ICOM or, uh, you know, Wi-Fi based or, or shortwave based system because they actually need that reliability. They need that, that, that reach, that true decentralization instead of maybe a more small scale installation where, you know, sometimes I can open my door and yell at Scotty down the way. Right. And, and, but the reality is largely when you get to these bigger enterprise setups, that just doesn't work. So the more robust you can be, I think the better. Now that's great advice. You know, what, uh, what I've heard you talk about today is the idea of, of planning, uh, I've heard you talk about, you know, pl planning your your frequencies, coordinating that properly with whatever the governing body is, whether it's in the U.S., it would be the FCC. And when you're abroad, whatever uh, that governing body might be. And those things all come into play when you're talking about the various types of, of radio systems that, that get used. Um, but what I really appreciated hearing is, is how much that that is valued in the production side of things as well, because obviously, you know, the professionalism of any event can be shut down in a heartbeat with uh, some interference. Oh, agreed. It, and it, literally our office is two miles away from an airport. So we, we, we can't go RF in a lot of situations because there's, you know, that, and then the 5g spectrum, which is a whole different conversation. Uh, but we just we have a lot of limited bandwidth and frequencies that we can play with. So a lot of the times we do prefer to go uh, to a more hardwired based system. And, and we have the infrastructure for Ethernet and Wi-Fi based systems in here. So that's that's one of the reasons you're also seeing a lot of folks uh, dive into some of those systems. An important point to highlight, and I do appreciate that you've highlighted it, because, of course, when those frequencies are not available, that's where it comes in very handy to. Uh, pivot, if you will, to some of those icon products like the Wi-Fi radio, like the satellite radio, the LTE radio, all of those different products can help uh, give a customer uh, an option when when there are um, outside forces acting against the original plan. So uh, I think the most important thing that my takeaway from our conversation today is, is uh, planning ahead really helps uh, prepare for a professional audio uh, event. So I think that's tremendous. Uh, I, I guess I'm interpreting your advice and putting it together, but, but, uh, that's, that's really what I'm hearing. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're exactly right. And I think if people leave with one takeaway outside of that, it's that we have as an industry, uh, whether it's because of, of verticalization, as we expand in a lot of different places, whether that's events, commercial installations, education, emergency response, as the radio and telecom industry as a whole continues to expand into a lot of these places, understanding that a lot of the channel structures and the dealer structures are totally different. And a lot of times we have to re-educate our buyers and our communities, whether that's the, the facilities folks and whether that's the IT folks, 
we've got to do a, a better job as a community of, of teaching, reaching and engaging those folks. Uh, because, look, at the end of the day, we're all working together to prevent, uh, you know, uh, catastrophe, to ensure we're, we're communicating and, and connecting with folks. And uh, the more educated our audiences are on the front end, the better. So that would be my, my last piece of advice here. Well, you know, you're right. I think everybody wants to, um, everybody knows that we want to have clear communications in those emergency situations. But we often forget that in our day-to-day living or at any venue, we also rely on the communication system for the professionalism and the convenience of the event. So put the emergency response aside because that's already been prioritized. And maybe we can start thinking about how to make uh, the event more uh, user-friendly for the for the, the, the listener. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you see radios. I love that example. You go into a stadium uh, and you see the security guards at the front with their radios on. Then you walk in and you see all the merch folks with their radios on, making sure that they're delivering merchandise to each different stand. And then you go see the concessions folks have on to make sure that the, the supply chain stuff is all working as it's supposed to. Are we out of this? Do we need more of this? And then you walk into the floor and you see the production folks who are communicating backstage, making sure that I've got my power run right and all my signals. So it, it's so fun to see all the different ways that radios are used, not only, as you mentioned, in, in emergency response and in production, but just throughout, you know, different installations, stadiums, uh, stuff like that. It's, it, it's prevalent and it's only going to continue to increase, in my opinion. Now, I appreciate your time. Uh, ben Thomas joined us today from the Market, uh, Market Scale Studios in Texas. I'm in New Jersey at the ICOM studios. My name is John Paul Beauchamp. I'd like to thank everybody for your time today, joining us and listening to our conversation today. You can follow ICOM on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube for all things radio and www.icomamerica.com for more episodes of Radios in Action.